This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club, and just by listening, you're a member. I am Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Augustine Lyerly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to add uh, some emphasis. 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 I don't know. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. I can't. I made, I made a joke about the city of Empis, but it's emphasis. I know. I know what it is. I can picture the spelling in my head. I just couldn't get it to come out. So <laughs> that was kind of embarrassing. Uh, we'll just, we'll move on really quickly from there. Um, we're still reading. This is the Internet's Book Club. Just by listening, you're a member. Uh, we are still reading through Fairy Tale by Stephen King. Why did you say we're still reading? This is the Internet's Book Club. <laughs> I forgot to say the part. That's part did of the thing. Did you not say, say in the beginning? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I'm so, this is, this That's is a bit why of a mess. I was we're, so confused. It's fine. This, this week, we're reading chapters 23 through 24 3. So read yes. 24 section 3, don't read 24 section 4. Yes, and then next week, read the rest of chapter 24 and all of chapter 25. Cool? Absolutely. Cool. And also, we're almost done with this book, guys. We have, what, five weeks left after this one? Five weeks left. And so make sure you stay tuned to the end of this episode, because we have a very special announcement. We're very excited. It's very exciting, um, <laughs> and we're very excited to talk to you about it. But yeah, I think that's everything for this uh, uh, intro, right? Is there anything else we need to say before we can just hop right in? I don't think so. Okay, go ahead then. Your is your chapter, chapter twenty three. All right, get this party started. I will get this party started. Um, so chapter twenty three, the titles are "Tempest Est Umbra in Mente," "Hazy History," "Claw a Note," and "Seedings." So. Uh, it starts off with Charlie thinking back on when he was a freshman in high school. He took Latin, and so we just kind of basically learn a lot of Latin. And it's funny because if you listen last week, I googled what that phrase in um, the titles meant, and I literally could have looked yeah. right here. So I wasted time googling it, <laughs> and it was literally right here. So yeah, very excited about that. Um, but You're he's good. thinking he's thinking about that because he's thinking about the fact that time in deep Moline moves kind of differently just because they're doing literally nothing mm -hmm. half the time um he thinks it's been like you know weeks but he doesn't know how many weeks because he's kind of lost track so he says the first week he was there he kind of had a grasp on when like what time it was like you know how long he'd been there but yeah. now he's kind of just lost track of time and that kind of brings up the fact like the wonder of whether time in um empis is the same as time in, on earth so you know just if you want yeah. to guys about that at all later keep that in mind um yeah. but uh he think he's thinking about that um he's at this point done playtime a couple times you know he's kind of gotten in a rhythm uh he talks about which is the like beating each other up tactic yes up. that's what play um is. yeah so he yeah. talks about um like different things that happen that he kind of keeps as like a milestone to time, I guess. Um, one of them being mm -hmm. when uh, one of his uh, cellmates, one of the prisoners in Deep Moline, uh, his name is Yano, dislocated his shoulder. And he finds out that another guy, Freed, was able to put it back into place. And he learns that he was actually, Freed was actually a doctor yeah. um, from where in the Citadel before he yeah. got stuck in Deep Moline. Um, so that's just kind of interesting. Uh, they talk a little about that. And uh, Charlie kind of talks about how all they do in Deep Moline is talk because there's really nothing else to do. And so he learns a lot about Empus right. and how it came to be. So um, we kind of find out that, you know, there used to be like a real monarchy. Um, it had like an army and like a navy. Mm -hmm. And um, he compares it to like England. Um, so he talks yeah. about that. But now at some point, uh, the Galileans, which were the ruling family, um, kind of like stopped being as like important like the towns kind of started doing their own mm -hmm. things you know mm -hmm. they had to pay a tax but it wasn't like super bad so they you know they still like 
the king and the queen and like the royal family was still like big like the royal family would be in england but they didn't like make all the decisions that you know they used to that kind of thing so it's very similar to like our world like the royal family in england yes it's very very similar to our world family yeah um Mm -hmm. and he talks about just so we find out that the king's name uh his name is jan so he was king jan um they talk about that he talks about like the magic and he asks like he wonders like how the magic came to be like you know what it what it is and to them in empus it's very similar to like our earth magic so like you know phones like airplanes cars like Mm -hmm. things like that we Mm -hmm. become so accustomed to that that it's not weird but someone who wasn't accustomed to that would think it's strange so that's how the magic in empus is so like the sundial like mermaids giants things like that that's strange to us would be normal to them which i think is kind of an interesting comparison yeah um so that's kind of where does he have a quote there um what do you mean i thought i thought there was I, i Recently, I've been doing a lot of research about like writing books and like fantasy books and stuff. And a lot of them have there's like a quote I see often, which is a um, a well, like something about magic is essentially science if it's thought through enough. Like mm-hmm. um, advanced enough science is indistinguishable from magic. And, yeah. Uh, complex enough magic is indistinguishable, or or like thought through enough magic is indistinguishable from like a science you don't understand. And I think those two things are very interesting and also what he's getting at here is yeah, it's yeah in this world. It's just how the world works. Like if somebody lived in a place where gravity wasn't a thing, the fact that the earth is pulling us down would be magic, Mm -hmm. but it's just how it is here. Yeah. Like in the reality in which we live, it's how it is. And that's how they're talking about like giants are part of the reality in which they live. Mermaids are part of it. And so it's not like magic. It's just like how it is. It's just, it's magic to Charlie. I just think that's neat. No, it is. I agree. Yes. Um, I think it's, yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of section one. So section two kind of continues to go on about um, Empus. So basically kings and queens, you know, come and go. Um, The most recent king, like I said, his name is King Jan. He was anointed like with the regular rituals. Um, He had a wife who they're not entirely sure what his wife's name was. It was either Clara, Kara, or Cora. So something along those lines. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but they had the prisoners yeah. think they had like a crap ton of children, but Charlie knows they had seven. So five girls and two boys. Um, but it's kind mm-hmm. of like the whole story is a little bit, Charlie calls it hazy. Uh, so we then find out that King Jan eventually fell ill. And so his son, Robert, who was the favored one and the oldest of, cause there's only two boys. So he was the favorite one, but he was also the oldest. So he was next in line and he was kind of preparing to become king Mm -hmm. um, when everything that happened kind of happened. They talk about Eldon, who is the youngest one, who, if you remember, Leia was really fond of him, but no one else really liked him. Um, We find out that people just kind of thought he was really ugly. Like he had like a club foot. He like a hump on his back. He had a lump on his neck, like all that. Um, So I actually want to do a dramatic reading here because... Uh, we find out about a lot about Eldon's background, and I just think it's going to be harder to explain. I just think it's very interesting, so I kind of want to read it. So, yeah, that's the, I'm I'm completely down for that. Here it goes. Eldon was jealous of his brother, and jealously grew into hatred. All of them seemed to agree on this point, and why not? It was a classic story of sibling rivalry that would have been at home in any fairy tale. I knew good stories are not always true stories, or not completely true. But this one was plausible enough, human nature being what it is. Eldon decided to take the kingship, either by force or by guile, and be revenged on his family. If Empus as a whole also suffered, so be it. Did the Grey come before or after Eldon became the flight killer? Some of my fellows said before, but I think it was after. I think he brought it somehow. One thing I'm sure of is how he got his new name. The butterflies were everywhere in Empus, Dockfried said. They darkened the skies. This was after the practice when he yanked Yano's shoulder back in place. We were returning to our dungeon keep, walking side by side. Doc was speaking low, almost whispering. It was easier to talk going down the stairs, and the pace was slow because we were tired out. What he said made me think of how passenger pigeons had once darkened the skies of the Midwest, until they were hunted out of existence. That was, only who would hunt monarch butterflies? Were they good to eat? I asked. That was, after all, why the passenger pigeons went bye-bye. They were cheap food on the wing. He snorted. 
Monarchs are poisonous, Charlie. Eat one, you might only get an upset stomach. Eat a handful and you could die. They were everywhere, as I say, but they were especially thick in the Lamar, in the suburbs that surrounded it. Did he say suburbs or smallies? It came to the same thing. People grew milkweed in their gardens for the lava to eat, and flowers for the butterflies to drink nectar from when they emerged. They were considered luck of the kingdom. I thought of all the defaced statues I'd seen, spread wings hammered to rubble. The story goes that once Eldon's family was killed, and only he was left, he walked through the streets in a red robe with a snowy ermine collar, the golden crown of the galleons on his head. The skies were dark with monarchs, as was typical. But each time Eldon raised his hands, thousands fell dead from the skies. When the people fled the city, a few stayed, paid homage, swore allegiance. They ran through the drifts of dead butterflies. It's said that inside the city walls, those drifts were ten feet deep. Millions of dead monarchs with their bright colors fading to gray. So, I think... That's terrible! It is really, really terrible. And I think it's just very interesting. Um, It's just a very interesting background story, I think. Like, I'm... It's just... I don't know. I, I like it. It's very... Yeah. It's very interesting to I me. I think that would be a cool show for a rock concert. Point to the sky and thousands of butterflies oh, come raining down. Oh, no. That'd be a good way to get your audience hyped. <laughs> yeah. If you're like Ozzy Osbourne who bit the head off a pigeon or something, like you can, if killing animals wasn't an issue for you, thousands of monarchs in the sky will be a pretty cool like finishing moment. Yeah. Um, it is very sad though. Uh, <laughs> but um, Charlie then asks, um, it also gives a very good character to like Eldon and the flight killer. Like yeah. it's, I'm like the fact that we get a background story to why he's called flight killer. Yes. Um, yes but anyways, so moving on, um, Charlie then asks freed if he believes it. And freed's like, I know they also died in the Citadel because I saw them. So, you know, I, I imagine mm-hmm. that it's true. Um, and he says, I'd really give a great deal to see a butterfly. Um, but I suppose they're all gone. And Charlie's like, no, yeah. they're, I've seen them. They're still there. And probably not as many as there used to be, but there are still some. There's a lot of them still left, um, which is actually interesting to me. I wonder yeah. why there are some still around. It's a good question. I don't know the answer, but that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if like there's still some pigeons, I guess yeah. it's kind of the same thing. If, if you're talking about like the carrier pigeons, yeah. it'd probably be like a similar thing to like, it's just hard to kill all of a species. Species yeah. in in nature, species just kind of it, survive. They it, they're hard to get rid of species. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, ha- or not Hammy. Uh, sorry. Freed at this point is like, do you actually mean that? Like, is it actually like are you are you telling me the truth? And um, he's he asked Charlie to swear on it, and so Charlie swears on it, and it's just a cute little interaction I think between the two of them. Um. Mm-hmm. And he then Charlie then asks about Hannah and why Hannah came, and Freed's like I don't yeah. really know. Um, Charlie guesses that Hannah had probably possibly been away when Mister Bodich was here, like she was away visiting home or something like that, and that's why Mister Bodich never have. saw I've, him. I asked this question before. Yeah, yeah, I asked this question before. She must have. There's no, there's no other real good explanation other than she just wasn't around for some yeah. reason. <laughs> she just wasn't there at the time. Um, she might not have yeah. had like a constant, you know, visual yet. So that might have also been why she wasn't mm-hmm. there. So she was able to like kind of go and do whatever at the time. Um, but when she came back, yeah. she eventually got like a full on like you do this every day kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that's just kind of the background here on, uh, Eldon and flight or flight killer. Um. So now we move on to section three, which again, uh. Time, time's kind of passing like that's really all that's happening here is charlie's just kind of learning more things and time is passing um yeah. until one day they come back from playtime and there is this huge huge dude sitting in um the cell that i uh has because i's got a single cell and so there's this huge dude sitting yeah. in um i's cell and kellen is also in there so lord high our favorite human our favorite uh soldier skeleton boy um yeah it's our favorite guy we love (laughs) is hanging out in this (laughs) cell and he introduces this new guy as claw um and so claw basically they found him in this lake he about drowned um he's very like he doesn't talk a whole lot but um 
So now we have kind of a jerk, honestly, Claw. Yes, not Claw's a fan of Claw. kind of yeah. Claw's kind of a jerk. Um, but Callum's like, we rescued him from drowning, and now we have uh, 30, 32, So isn't that super exciting? Um, and I actually want to do another dramatic reading here, which is this is going to be a long one. Heck um, yeah! But I really Heck just yeah. want to read. I just want to read Kellen's. Um, this gives so much detail into Kellen and how awful of a person he is. And so I just want to, I want to read just, it. Yeah. He's just the worst. It's just him being the worst. Yes. Kellen pointed at one of the night soldiers at the head of our unlucky procession. Then it burned who was in front beside Amit. The night soldier hit burned in the neck with a stick. Burns screamed, went to his knees, and clapped his hand over an ooze of blood. Kellen bent towards him. What's your name? I won't apologize for having forgotten. There are so many of you. Burned, he choked. Burned of the, the citadel. No such place as the citadel, Kellen said. Not now, and not ever again. Just burned will do. So tell me, burned of nowhere at all? Is it wonderful that King Ellen, the flight killer, now has 32? Answer up, loud and proud. Yes. Burns said, blood dripping between his clutching fingers. Yes, what? And then, as if teaching a small child to read, one, 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 loud and proud now. Wonderful, Burns said, looking down at the wet stones of the corridor. Woman, Kellen said. You, Aaron. Is it Aaron? Yes, Lord High, Eris said. No way was she going to correct him. Is it wonderful that Claw has joined us? Yes, Lord High. How wonderful. Very wonderful, Lord High. Is it your that stinks or your asshole, Aaron? Eris's face was a blank, but her eyes were on fire. She lowered them, which was wise. Probably both, Lord High. Yes, I think both. You now, Iota, step to me. I stepped forward, almost to the protective blaze of blue surrounding Kellen. Are you happy to have a cellmate? Yes, Lord High. Is it one, one... Kellen flapped one white hand, and I realized he was happy. No, not just happy, over the moon. Or, considering where we were, moons. And why not? He had been set a gathering task, and it was now complete. I also realized how much I hated him. I also hated the flight killer, sight unseen. Wonderful. Kellen slowly reached towards Iota, who tried to stand his ground, but flinched back when the hand was less than an inch from his face. I heard the air crackle and saw Ai's hair stir in response to whatever force was keeping Kellen alive. Wonderful what, Iota? Wonderful, Lord High. Kellen had had his fun. He strode through us impatiently. We tried to get away, but some weren't fast enough and got walloped by his aurora. They went to their knees, some silent, some whimpering in pain. I pushed Jaya out of his way, but my arm entered the blue envelope around him and scalding pain ran up to my shoulder, locking all of the muscles. It was two long minutes before they loosened. They should let the gray slaves go free and run their old generator on that power, I thought. At the door, Kellen spun to face us, finishing with a stamp of his foot like a Prussian drill instructor. Listen to me, dear friends. Barring a few exiles that don't matter and a few fugitive whole people who may have scarpered in the early days of Flight Killer's reign, you are the last of the royal blood, the watered-down spawn of rakes, rascals, and rapists. You will serve at Flight Killer's pleasure, and you will serve soon. Playtime is over. The next time you step onto the field of Eldin, formerly the field of the monarchs, it will be for the first round of the fair one. What about him, Lord High? I asked, pointing at Claw with the arm that still worked. Doesn't he get a chance to practice? Kellen gazed at me with a thin smile. Behind his eyes, I could see the empty sockets of his skull. You will be his practice, Kitty. He survived Lake Relma. He'll survive you. Look at the size of him. Nah, nah. When it's the second round, you'll not be taking part, my insolent friend. And I, for one, will be glad to be rid of you. With those comforting words, he left. <laughs> That's um a very interesting interaction. <laughs> I hate him. I hate him with a pat. Is he at the bottom? Yes, he's at the bottom of Wish You Were Dead. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty bad. Um, that yeah. last... Okay, so I was telling Colton this. When I decided I wanted to do a dramatic reading, I was reading, like, you know, outside of this uh, pot, out of this recording. And I was reading, and I got to this section, and I was like, we have to do this because Kellen is terrible. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> he's awful. I am, I am 
not a fan of this guy. It actually, I was while I was doing it, makes me want to take Aaron, Hannah, and Peterkin out of the Wish You Were Dead tier because I'm not making a new tier for how much I hate him, but he, I hate him so much worse that I'd put them all in jail if I could kill him. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Um, but this whole section that we just read, there's no good spot to like stop without missing out a bunch. So we yeah. just had to do the whole thing. But that ending yeah. like paragraph is so like threatening. He's like, you're going to die. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. It's in it's wild. This was a this is a good section. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed doing the dramatic reading. I enjoyed reading it the first time. This is a good section. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Um, so now we're into section four. So at this point, um, they get steak for dinner, as it always is after playtime. Um, and Percy, you know, is rolling up his with his little uh, cart of steak. Um, Claw is like eating it, you know, and Charlie's just like observing him. And again, this is a big, big dude. He's like seven foot tall, like very, very tall yeah, dude. Big guy. Um, Charlie offers Hammy or tells Hammy to eat and Hammy's like, what's the point? Like, you know, I'm going to die anyways. Like at this point, is it even worth suffering? Like the stomach cramps just so I can go and die. Um, yeah. And Charlie's like, no, you just one day at a time. You need to eat something. And so Hammy eats a little bit more. Um, I tries to talk to Claw and he asks about his drowning and Claw's like not, not responding. And at this point they're all kind of like, everyone's kind of making fun of him and like, you're not you don't talk much without like the Lord High there and all this. And um Claw mm-hmm. sa- Claw says, Why would I talk to those who will soon be dead? I understand there's to be a contest. Very well, I'll win it. If it's a prize, I'll take it and be on my way. And um mm-hmm. Claw or uh I tries to explain to Claw that, hey, look, this isn't exactly what you think it is. You are going to be fighting to kill people. Like you're fighting, you're gonna try and kill people, but your prize is not really a prize. If you win you're going to have to go against Red Molly, who you're probably not going to beat. But if you do beat her, then you get to try and kill the, the mother. So, you know, there's not really Hannah. any win to this. And if you went beat, again, beat Hannah, yeah. then I don't know what happens after that. But basically, the, he, he's like, there's really, you're just going to be killing a bunch of people if you even get that far, which you're probably not going to get that far because, you know, Red Molly's taller than you are, even though you're seven feet. And Hannah's even taller than she is. So you really don't have much of a chance. And Claw's basically like, no, I'm going to win, you know, whatever. Um, He's just kind of being, he's kind of a bit of a jerk here. And um, we see that even more because at this point, he... Claw's my least favorite. Yeah, I don't, you mean Claw's worse than Kellen? No, he just sucks. He he and Kellen can chill together and wish you were dead. (laughs) Okay. Um, But Claw, at this point, he's kind of done with the conversation. And so he picks up the water bucket and goes to, like, drink the entire thing. And I's like, hey, no, don't do that. Um, Percy doesn't bring the water cart again until, like, don't, you know, don't do that. And Claw, like, Charlie doesn't even see this. And remember, this is a big dude. But he moves so fast that Charlie doesn't even see it happen. But he, like, throat punches I. And I falls over and is, like, clutching his throat. And he... And they think for a second I is going to die, but he, he ends up being okay, but he like can't talk for like two days. And yeah. that whole like image is like wild to me. Cause this is a huge dude who moves so fast that no one even saw him do this. And now we know that well, yeah. likely Charlie's going to have, according to Kellen, Charlie's going to have to fight claw, which is not great if he can move that fast. Yeah. Um, not great is to say the least. Yeah. This is, this is pretty bad for, for Charlie. Yeah. Um, so now we move into section five where um, Charlie is dreaming and he usually dreams about radar, but tonight he's dreaming about Leia. And so in this dream, she's like yeah. all dressed up. She's got her mouth back. Like it's basically like a di- like the ending of a Disney movie. They're looking into this pond. They see the reflection. Um, it's basically the end of mm-hmm. like a Disney movie. And he recognizes that. Um, but right before it, like but right before they would like kiss, if it were actually a Disney movie, um, one of yeah. Leia's maids looks at Charlie and says, well, first off, he's, um, she's holding, Leia's holding his mom's purple hairdryer, which is an interesting mm-hmm. little twist. Um, but also, mm-hmm. uh, Leia's maid 
looks at Charlie and says, help her. And Charlie says, I don't know how. Yep. And Leia looks at him and says, you're faster than you think, Prince Charlie. And then he wakes up. So that's yeah. interesting little like dream. Um, but he, he wakes that's a neat up. little thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, he wakes up um, and because he got hit in the face by a little piece of steak. So like leftovers. <laughs> so he goes to eat this piece of steak. And as he bites into it, he bites into a piece of paper. So like kind of like a fortune cookie slight, like piece of paper. And on it is written, yeah. it says, I will help you if I can, my prince. There is a way out of here from the official's room. It is dangerous. Destroy this if you value my life. Yours in service, Percival. So Percival is Percy. That's his full name. Um, and so mm-hmm. that's very interesting. I think that he knows a way out and is like wanting to help. Yeah. Um, and then Charlie eats the yeah. paper to destroy it, which is, I guess, a good way to destroy it. Though I feel like I would just rip oh, it into sure. shreds and then throw it down like the trap, the the poop hole. Yeah, but I guess eating it works too. <laughs> no, I would eat it either way. It ends up in the poop hole, so if I it eat true. it, it just ends up there later. <laughs> this is true. Um, so that's the end of section six, or sorry, section five. Um, so now it's section six, and they're having sausage sausages for breakfast, and so of course they all know what that means. But this time it's not playtime. This time it's the actual fair one, which is kind of scary to think that we're already to this point. Um, uh, but Claw yeah. is like eyeing Charlie and is like, you know, you're going to die. Like he's ready to take Charlie down. Um, yeah. There's, you know, they're all kind of waiting. There's like a long wait. He, Charlie said, thinks that like time's kind of like slowed down. It feels like um, there's a lot of waiting, which is fair because you know you're going to go fight to your death. So, you know, that's... Definitely probably would be a lot of waiting. Yeah. Um, and suddenly uh, the night uh, night guards show up and they take them out of their cells. And one guy named Hatcha is like, I don't want to fight. You know, like I'm sick. Like I, I don't sh- shouldn't have to fight. I'm, I'm ill, like all this. And the guard basically threatens him. Oh, I guess it's it's Aaron. Sorry, I didn't mention that. It's Aaron who's who's leading Aaron. the night guards. Yeah, Aaron. Um, and he threatens him. He's like, if you don't fight in this, it's going to be even worse for you because we'll like torture you and all this and you know this whole thing. So Hatcha ends up being like, okay, fine, I'll fight, I'll go, you know. Um, and so that's the end of section. And it was, sorry, before you continue. Okay. It was a gruesome description of how they yes. will torture this guy. He yes. says, I'm going to read what he says. He says, okay. um, listen to me, Kitty. It's the fair one or the maiden. I'd see to your time visiting that lady myself. And it wouldn't be and it would be a long time. I close the door slow. You'd feel the, sti- the spikes touch your eyelids, just gentle, you know, before they punch through and your stomach. Not not as soft as your eyes, but soft enough. What's left of those sausages will come dribbling out while you scream. Now, does that sound like a treat? What a gruesome and terrible thing to yeah. say to a person. Very I Stephen King. It. Very Stephen Kingish, right there. Yeah. Do you know the Iron Maiden was never actually used? What? In history, the Iron Maiden, the thing that they're referencing, the, the cost uh-huh. of its spikes, never yeah. a real thing. It was really? a misconception from the Vikings. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that wasn't a real thing. That That's great. Yeah. Anyway, you can continue now. I I'm just... a fan of it not being a real thing that was used. <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, it's very, this whole, like, section is very sad, very gruesome, and very, like, Stephen King being Stephen King. <laughs> um. So anyways, now I move on to section seven, and instead of going directly to the field, they go to, like, the um, team area, like, the you know, team like shower area where they had gone after playtime to like clean up. Yeah. And so they go there and there's a listing on like the board of the fair one first round. Uh, So there's, you know, a lot of names here. Kellen's there and he tells them like, I expect you to put on a good show for um, his majesty Eldon. Remember, this is a fight to the death. Um, if you don't both die, or not if you don't both die, if you don't, if one of you doesn't die, uh, we're going to kill you both, like, very, mm-hmm. very painfully. So I mean, that's kind of like a motivation to try and kill one person. Um, 
And so, yeah, so now that we have a whole list of who's going to fight who, so I'm going to read that off. A lot of these names have been mentioned briefly, but we don't really know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hey, Sydney, real we'll quick. There anyways. Sydney, Sydney, really fast. You, every week, make me read something in a silly voice. So you're going to go ahead and read all of these names in a silly voice. I don't care whose voice you choose. No. You can do. No. Read them as Claw. Read them as Claw reading them. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I feel like Claw would have a very, like, deep, deep, scary voice. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. Deep, tall. deep, scary voice. I'm trying really hard. This is going to hurt my throat. Okay, you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Fair one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Fair one. First round. First set. Fremmy to Murph. Jaya to Hammy. <laughs> Omit to Whale. Second set. Yano to Freed. <laughs> this is terrible. This is really Giggle, making my this. throat hurt. You got this. <laughs> Jenna. Or, that's not even right. <laughs> <laughs> making my throat hurt. You got this. You're doing great. Jekka to Iota. Missile to Sam. Third set. Tom to Bolt. Dummy to Kamet. Bendo to Dash. Noons. Fourth set. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. You did great. Okay. <laughs> Your mom is going to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> She's going to judge me so hard. <laughs> Double to Eva. Stooks to Hatcha. Peg to Quilly. Fist <laughs> Burn to Gully. <laughs> this is so hard. <sighs> Hilt to Aka. Eris to Viz. And Six Set. Claw to Charlie. <laughs> Okay, the reason that was hard, <laughs> the only reason that was hard is because it sounded like my throat was trying to, like, my voice was trying to come up my throat every time I chalked. That's what it <laughs> felt like, and so that's why it was hard to keep doing. Like, I literally was trying to cough. Like, it felt like I was coughing, but not coughing, and so it just was, it was, that was way harder than it should have been. You know what was making me laugh? The more I was making me laugh was the fact that this was a joke that was only kind of funny to begin with, and it was going for so long. <laughs> and those kind of jokes, it makes me laugh to think of our listeners getting genuinely very annoyed with us as I continue to make you do that. Because I think I think the image of like our, uh, someone who likes this podcast sitting there being like, get on with it, makes me laugh. <laughs> that took way longer than it should have absolutely when i got to like halfway i was like how am i only halfway <laughs> and you only read 32 like, names I read, to... I read like 50 stuff <laughs> at the end of every episode in a silly voice yeah but it was just hard because it was a voice that was like me trying to like destroy my actual voice <laughs> like that's literally what it was the voice i was using was like hard for me to even get out yeah like it sounded like a dying old man <laughs> is what it sounded like and it literally was making me have to cough like when i was laughing and coughing it was because i actually couldn't speak normally like there was a point where i was trying something in my normal voice and it came out sounding like that because i just couldn't get it out normally <laughs> that's funny okay anyways let's okay. finish this chapter please um so that's the fun little list as we see kellen um wasn't lying and claw and charlie are paired together so that'll be interesting um charlie thinks about uh, after he reads the list, he thinks about, like, NCAA, like, you know, their selections process, like, how they yeah. pair, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and Amit asks, like, what would happen if everyone refused? Like, they can't, like, would they kill everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, and someone else is like, well, you mean, like, a strike? Like, I don't know that that'll really work. Like, I I do think, he's like, I do think they would probably, you know, kill everybody. Um and he, he says, he says, I think I'd rather live until tomorrow than spend this one screaming in agony. Thank you very much. Which is kind yeah. of a, a good point, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so um, Charlie is just kind of thinking about what's going to happen here. 
Uh, he looks at the board again. He really expected to see Fremi against Stooks because they're really good friends. And he expected to see Jaya and Eris because they're the two women. So he expected to see them against each other. Um, but he kind of thinks that there was no, like, um, there was no decisions going on when they seated except for the final one. So they're going to be, they're the sixth set and they're the very final group on, like, they're the only people. What When Claw and Charlie fight, they're the only people on the field. So it's yeah. like a big final match. And yeah. Charlie thinks that's the only time they actually thought it through what they were going to, you know. Yeah do in these seatings i really am struggling to talk <laughs> my well, voice is like gonna go out <laughs> good news your chapter's over so I'll, I'll hop in i'll take over from here um <laughs> thanks appreciate it <laughs> that, that was the end of sydney's chapter now we're on to chapter 24 uh the titles are first round the last set my prince what do you think there's an italicies there so i had to say it like you. that. yeah um <laughs> and for this chapter remember we're only reading the first three sections <clears throat> So I'm going to go through the first three sections, yeah. and I'll tell you what happens in each. Um, and the first thing that happens is uh, Jaya goes over to Hammy and starts to try and comfort him because they're they're set to fight. And her comfort is, maybe you'll beat me. I'm not very good. So that's the comfort she gives, which seems pretty uncomforting. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, in this situation... What do you say? Like, they're both going to die. And everyone knows that Hammy is probably going to be the one to die. Yeah. Like, there's no reason Jaya should lose. And I'm sure she feels awful because she doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. Um. Well, the night soldiers then come to get them. At first, no one moves. And the night soldiers like, come on. And uh, Charlie's like, maybe we're going to do a strike like we suggested. But no. Uh, eventually, the first the first six people get up and go. Uh. And uh, everyone in the room was just kind of like sitting there waiting, just worried and waiting. And eventually, yeah. um, I, the first person to come back is Amit, who was fighting against a whale. And Amit uh, walks in and they start trying to ask him questions. And uh, Messel, a guy named Messel, tries to ask him questions. And Amit just shoves Messel across the room. And he says, I'm back and he's not. That's all I've got to say and all you need to hear. Leave me alone. And by the way, yeah. almost everybody who comes back in these sections that we've read have some kind of like disfigurement injury. Um, and after, yeah, after, or they're just like really sad. Yeah, Amit went back to the bench, sat down, put his head in his hands. He's like sad. Um, the second person that comes back is uh, Murph, I think. Where is Murph? Yeah. I don't see Murph. Coming yeah, back. Murph. Uh, but Murph comes back. There it is. Uh, Murph comes back and he had just killed Fremmy. So Stooks realizes his like part comedy partner was dead, which is really sad anyway. How um, sad is that? That yeah. literally is so it's so like Fred and George Weasley from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, which is really, really awful. And then finally, Jaya comes in. Uh she is seems completely unmarked but she is crying because she was forced to kill hammy and so hammy is dead wah, wah. Rip, hammy. Uh, i'm actually very sad i know about i hammy. liked hammy i am very upset too i'm sad about fremmy too because fremmy and stooks were fun yeah but that's the end of section one in section two the second group of people left so yano yano doc free jacka iota messel and sam all leave to go fight and uh, Charlie talks to Jaya, who, by the way, theory time, gonna date Charlie, because um, they hold, they held, okay. Jaya and Charlie held hands earlier. A bunch of like they're they're the ones that seem yeah. to be flirting a little bit. But also, he flirted. Charlie and Eris flirted last episode. Charlie's so. flirting with anybody he can. Charlie's just an overall mega flirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, they have they have uh, out there. You can get like a spear or like knuckle fists like spike fists and they're forced to fight um and jaya tells her story she was forced to kill hammy at first they're kind of like faking until eventually someone says if you don't fight now we'll kill you both and so she has to kill him and um yeah it was terrible and then charlie asks her to describe what flight killer looks like and he is green 
long white hairs falling down from under his crown he wears. His eyes are, are as big as soft-boiled eggs. His face is wicked wide. His lips are huge, like he was eating strawberries bright red. Um, and he his like under he's wearing a robe, and under his robe he can see they can see like a movement under the robe, like there's an animal down there. And also when he laughs, there's just spittle yeah. that comes from his mouth. And Petra, the woman that Charlie saw earlier, licks the freaking spit off of his face, which is nasty. Yeah, and it's really gross. That's the end of section two. Now it's time for section three. Um, yeah. Section, section three. Uh, Iota had just come back after killing Jacka, and uh, Iota says that Red Molly is there. Red Molly is like fourteen feet tall, huge, and is standing there to watch. And Iota is talking as if he is convinced that Iota is convinced he is going to be the last one there. And so he's talking to Charlie as if it's going to be him and Ka, the last two to fight. And he thinks it's unfair that yeah. Red Molly will have seen him fight four times and he wouldn't have got to see her fight once. And Charlie's like, oh, so you're talking, you you just, in your brain, I'm dead. Like, in your brain, there's no way I'm living, I'm dead. Which is pretty messed up by Iota, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Claw, uh, basically, Iota is very confident that's going to be Claw and him, the final two. Um, and then uh, finally, Doc comes back. Doc Freed comes back, and he is so injured that uh, like cut through the leg. And um, Charlie says he's not going to be able to fight unless it's like unless we have just six months of waiting. And uh, Eris says it won't be six months; it won't even be six days. And you'll have to fight, or he'll die. So yeah, that's the end of section yep. three. Left on a kind of cliffhanger, getting ready Ooh. for section four. Yeah. Um, but good news, listener. This is the last time in this podcast, this uh, for this book, that we're going to be stopping partway through a chapter. Every week up till the end of this, we go all the way to the ends of chapters. So no more of this terrible cliffhanger feeling. So that's a good sign. Yeah. Woo. Woo. I mean, you get the cliffhangers between chapters, but, yeah, but you get like... the planned cliffhangers. So Stephen King went and planned, not the ones that we went and planned for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the end of my section. Now it's time for some theories, if that's okay with you, Sydney. Yes. Um, so I do have one question first. Yep. Um, I'm curious to see what you think. Do you think that um, the time in Empus and time in Earth is the same? Like, I, do you think, because Charlie doesn't know how long he's been there, but you think it's the same? I, okay, weirdly enough, I hope that it's not going to be one of those, you get back in two minutes of past type deals. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really hope it's not okay. going to be like, in no time at all has passed in the real world. Because that'll feel really cheap. Like, his worry about his dad will have felt like undercut. I think it's going to be, uh -huh. like, relatively the same. But it might be, like, a day in Empis is a day and a half. It's like... Or a day and a half in Empus is one day in the real world, something like that. So, like, if he if he was there yeah. in his mind, three hundred and sixty days pass. In reality, like two hundred half that kind of a thing, where the days are just longer there, yeah. maybe. But that that's all I have. Mm -hmm. That's that's my only thought okay. about that. Um, okay. Um. Let's see. Who else? Um. I have look at your list of uh people from the fair one. I want you to guess who you think is going to live. I'm curious okay. to see what you say. If I know the name, they're living. Tom is going to live. Dami will live. Dash will live. Uh, Eva lives. Hatcha lives. Pag lives. I don't know any of those people. Um, Gully lives. <laughs> uh, Octa lives. Eris lives. And Charlie lives. That's my guess. And I'm sticking to it. And I know for a fact Charlie okay. lives because he's writing this book from the future. So he has to live. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless there's like a wild plot twist, maybe he is like, <laughs> you know, the comes back time. to life. Maybe he becomes, maybe he becomes a night soldier. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to not believe that as an um, option. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's see. Do you have any other theories? Uh, yeah, Jay and him are gonna like smooch once, and then he's gonna leave her. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think the big guy is being puppeted by something else. The big guy with the broad green face and the moving underneath. I think somehow oh, he's, killer. Yeah, I think somehow he is not actually like a being. I think he's something underneath of him. Uh, Wizard of Oz style being. He's too similar to the Wizard of Oz giant green head with things moving behind a quote purple curtain. 
like that kind of a look is yeah. too similar to me to like the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> considering this guy has written like references to fairy tales in his books. I think this is another reference, and he is yeah. he is a figurehead for a much smaller, less scary guy. Okay. If I nailed that, I would be so um, I would be so proud if I nailed that. <laughs> That'd be really interesting. Be good. Um, <laughs> let's see. Anything else? Nope, that's everything. <laughs> I don't feel like there's that much to theorize on here. Yeah. It was good though. I I think I'm proud of my theories. Yeah. Alrighty. I guess that means now it's time to rank the characters. Woo! Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. So. Our timing is wicked off right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to let the listener hear how long that pause was, and then we'll get, I'll go back to editing right now. Colton is back to editing, so you don't hear the pauses, but right then you heard that pause, and so you know what we're dealing with. <laughs> uh, Sydney, go ahead and do your reading of this week's characters. We love doing things over <laughs> over uh, internet because it just doesn't work out very well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, I will read the week uh, 13 list right yeah yes i'll read the week 13 list so we have charlie radar claudia dora hammy leia percy woody dad lindy eris jaya i melissa arnetta mrs richland falada fremi stooks jen andy chen miscellaneous travelers travelers leia's maid leon braddock mrs ravensburger herbie fully loaded tom Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Massensick, Mr. Ackley, Mrs. Silvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, C.C. Craig, Detective Gleason, Bertie, Coach Harkness, and then our Wish You Were in Jail tier, Ahmet and Christopher Polly, and then our Wish You Were Dead tier, Aaron, Hannah, Peterkin, and Kellett, and then our Actually Dead tier, Bodich, Mom, Heinrich. Alrighty, that is all of this week's characters, and goodness is a lot, and there's a lot to do. So I have okay. went ahead, Sydney, and put in the okay. dead tier, Hammy and Fremmy. I think, in my opinion, Hammy goes below Bowditch and above Mom, and Fremmy goes right below Mom. That's where I put the characters. Okay. Here was, here's what I was thinking, okay? Hear me out. Since okay. we have so many characters here, and a lot of them, like, we don't know the, like, okay. So we have a lot of characters who die here. And yes. since we don't know who some of them are, we just know their names. I know typically we wouldn't necessarily rank them, but I think that we make just a separate group, like a separate dead tier list just for the fair people who die, the fair one. Mm-hmm. Um, How about we don't this? have to do that. Or we can do that for the characters who we don't really know, but the characters mm-hmm. that we do know, we put them in like the regular list, but we highlight them to make sure that it's obvious that you know they yes. were in the fair one. My opinion, the characters who died in the fair one who also meet our criteria of at least one time talking. So I don't think okay. we should rank the like the basically unnamed fools who died. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, but we can mark them with a different a slightly different color. So at the end of like when we in our final wrap up episode that we always do, the wrap up where we talk about like we rank the characters one final time and stuff. Yeah. In that episode, we can remember, oh, this is a fair one death and we can make a mention of that. Yes. Does that make sense? So they don't I'm get their own that. like tier, but they do get their own color so we can remember. Do you also was, like, want to one. put the people who died who in the fair one who weren't really like named or like they were named but you don't really know them? Do you want to put them in its, their own separate like fair one deaths or we just forget about them altogether? I think we should we can forget about them. It's I don't think we need to we need to give them special treatment because we they okay. didn't they didn't meet our criteria. We have we have certain criteria to be ranked around here, yeah. Sydney, and all it is is have a name and be ranked. It's just be hard because some of them spoke like one time and that's it, and it's hard yeah. to remember who's spoken more than once. When you have five million characters, I feel some <laughs> people being lost through the cracks seems okay. Okay, um, <laughs> so we're doing Fremmy and Hammy for sure. Whale, we're just kind of forgetting. Um, Yano, yeah. I don't know if you want to do anything about Yano. He spoke like once. Jacka also spoke once, so, I think. Okay. Shove I'm gonna shove them in the bottom of the tier, just underneath everybody else. Okay. Underneath Sam, Heinrich. I don't think talked at all. Um uh, the so those leader. are the only people who actually like died in this. Um Yep, that's good. We also me. can add 
We need to add claw. Um, Wish you were dead. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm putting him right above Kellen. I wish he was dead a little bit less than Kellen. Okay, that's fine. Um, we also need to add Freed. I like Freed a lot. I like Freed a lot too. More than Iota today. More. I like Freed more than Iota. Wherever Iota is, put him above it. So I think we put Freed right below Jaya. Freed right below Jaya. So right above Iota. Yes, that's perfect. Right above Iota, right below Jaya. That makes sense to me. Okay. I also think Iota goes down this week. We saw him. He was kind of a jerk, assuming Charlie would die. He was just like talking he as if Charlie was going to be yeah. dead. I think he goes down by like uh-huh. Jenny. I think he just goes down like. Maybe Mrs. Richland. Do you think Stooks? I think he goes down to right above Stooks. Right above Stooks. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I like that spot. That's a good per- perfect spot for him. Okay. Um, Stooks, I don't feel like needs to move really. No. Um, Jay, I don't think needs to move either. I like her. She's very cute. She's perfect where she is. Yes, Jaya and Eris, I think both can stay. We also I won't had, put Eris above Jaya. I won't put um, Jaya above Eris this time. I'm I'm gonna swap them. Okay, that's fine. I, I think Jaya's cool. That's fine. I like both the girls. Yeah, I'm fans. Um, all right. Miss um, um, Young is a question. She was at the very very beginning in a flashback. Um, yeah, I don't think we add her to be. No, honest. she doesn't make the cut. She's a she's a teacher who made it one time. I think I think she's good to die. Yes. Or not die, but not be remembered. <laughs> Same goes with Burned. Because Burned also... Burned talked... Burns talked, like, a couple times in this chapter, I feel like. Let's put him with the irrelevant characters. Let's put him with the irrelevant characters. Let's put him, like, right by Leah's maid. Let's put him... Uh, yes, but actually... Okay. Right by Bill Harriman. That's fine. Right below, Bi- right below Bill Harriman in the characters who will be forgotten. Whose names will be remembered, but their stories will be forgotten. That's the yes. section of the wish you were of the green section. Alrighty, is that everybody? Well, Charlie, I assume will stay number one. Yeah. And um, are we moving Amit? Amit like also talked a little. Amit, what did he do? And he like was really he was really sad after he killed somebody. So I feel like that gives him. Oh, I yeah. wish don't wish you were in jail anymore. I feel bad for you, kind of vibes. He can go above Coach Harkness. I like him more than Coach that's Harkness. it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he also shoved <laughs> the guy to the he... ground who was trying to talk to him. Oh, that's true. That's fair. Um, let's see. K- Kellen, I think, stays at the bottom of Wish You Were Dead. Yeah. Aaron, do you want to move Aaron at all? Aaron's also kind of a jerk here. I think Aaron, Hannah, and Peterkin end up in the Wish You Were in Jail. Aaron, maybe. No, I wish Aaron remi- remains dead. Hannah and Peterkin, I think they really... can go to jail now. I feel like. <sighs> because they didn't do anything necessarily terribly wrong. Yeah, but Hannah also has human bones around her skull or around her throne. Yeah, but she's a giant lady. And Peterkin, Peterkin's also just a crappy person, and, and is the reason Charlie ended up in. That's true. Peterkin can die in the first place. I I'm gonna put my foot down. I think I Hannah like is just Hannah. doing her. Ju- Anna's Hannah is a big dumb lady who's being taken advantage of. I don't think she is a evil by inherently. I think she's just a ter- like a, I think she's in a terrible spot. I don't think she's inherently evil. I think she's just unlucky in like the way she is, and I think she deserves jail. Okay. And also, I hate Kellen with a different level of di- different degree of fire than I hate Hannah. If Hannah comes back and just like <laughs> if Hannah comes back and makes beaten down prisoners just talk about how wonderful their own deaths are, then I can Hannah can go back in the wish you <laughs> But until she's okay, just a bumbling enough, giant, she can be in the jail. <laughs> okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, okay. I can deal with that. I think that's everybody, right? I think so, yeah. Percy, by the way, love him. Can he beat Dora? No. Oh my he- gosh. Yes. Maybe I forgot about Percy. Does he beat Dora? He, or does he to beat, beat Leia? Leia. Beat Leia, maybe not Dora. He beats he beats Leia, and yes, I don't. I love Dora. Dora. Yeah, she, he can't beat Dora. I can't believe I forgot about Percy. Well, what's his real name? Actually, we, we should switch it to be his, his real name. Um, Percival. Yeah, I like Percy better though. Okay, that's fair. It's a nickname. Nicknames I don't are know alive. that he goes. I also don't know. I don't know that he goes by Percival like at all. Well, I, my thing so. is, I think his name is Percival, and because of his mouth, he can't say it, so everyone hears Percy. That's why I always, that's oh, what I assume maybe. is happening. But it might just be a nickname. I just, I'm saying, like, I don't know that he ever goes by anything other than Percy, really, in this yeah. book. All right. Well, then, ready for the reading? Yeah. You know, you know Kellen's going to do it, so here it goes. Week 14. <laughs> 
Charlie, Radar, Claudia, Dora, Percy, Leah, Woody, Dad, Lindy, Jaya, Eris, Doc Freed, Melissa, Arnetta, Mrs. Richland, Falada, I, Stokes, Jenny, Andy, Chen, Miscellaneous Travelers, Leah's Maid, Leon Braddock, Mrs. Ravensburger, Herbie. Fully Loaded. Tom, Dead Baby Trio, Bill Harriman, Burned, Mrs. Zippy, Mr. Mason Sick. Mr. Ackerley, Mrs. Silvius, Officer Wilmark, Officer Cooper, Cece, Craig, Detective Gleason, Birdie, Amit, Coach Harkness, Wish You Were in Jail, Christopher Polly, Hannah, Wish You Were Dead, Peterkin, Anna, Claw, Kellen, Actually Dead, Odich, Hammy, Mom, Fremi, Heinrich, Yano, Jaka. Oh, <laughs> so many characters. Okay, it's. There are a lot of characters here. 54 characters we have right now. That's crazy. That's more than I think the that end of lot. our other book. Anywho, you thank you guys right. all so much for listening this week. <laughs> oh, announcement time. The next book we're doing on the Fantasy Book Club. Just so you can be prepared, you can get yourself a yes. copy and have it Woo. ready. The next book we're doing, we're going back to the author of the first book we did because he's my favorite author. And we're going to be reading The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson from the Stormlight Archive series. Um, it is yes. genuinely, I chose this because it is my favorite book of all time. And so I wanna, I wanted Sydney to read it. To be honest, listener, here's the thing. Of my friends who read, Sydney is the only one that I have who reads like a lot. And having books I want to talk about and saying, actually, don't read those until we can do it on our podcast drives me crazy. I want Sydney to have already <laughs> read this book. And so I the reason we're doing it so soon after doing a different Brandon Sanderson book is because I want to talk to Sydney about the book I love. And so she needs to read it first. <laughs> yep. Um, and we're also doing um, the we're doing the entire series. So which is going to take a minute. So be prepared. Yes, we're going to do the entire series. And I think probably from here on out, we're going to mostly do books that are in series because it's hard. It's hard to find fantasy books that are just one singular book. <laughs> Standalone books don't come very often. So we're going to be reading the Stormlight Archive yes. series. Uh, it currently has four books released. The fifth one will be out by the time we get there. Do not worry. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And we also are trying to go like kind of every other book or I guess yeah. series now is yeah. like we choose so i colton chose the first one i chose this one colton chooses the next thing and then so yeah. on and so forth um yes. it'll probably be a very long time before i get to choose again but that's fine <laughs> there'll be plenty of time to find one <laughs> we also we we might we've been talking about this i'm going to say this without consulting sydney first so if i'm wrong she can correct me but we oh, might boy. <laughs> Yes, we might end up upping the amount we read depending on the workload of our next year at college because honestly, at college, I read a ton and I can do so much more and I can get done with books so much faster. And when you're in a series, there's a lot that you have to get through. So uh, listener, yeah. feel free to take your time and keep up with us as you please. The, the episodes will be there forever. You don't need to stay live with us if you can't. If you're like, if you don't have the time to read, feel free to take a week off, come back. We'll always be here. That's That's what I feel the need to yes. say right now. Likely, yeah. Likely, we're probably going to start, if we can, doing two episodes a week. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe three, probably two, probably two. Yes. Um, just depending on our, our schedules. We were going to start this summer, but it's just been kind of crazy. Summer's been wild. Um, but we'll finish this one here. Yeah, well, we'll finish this one here soon, and then we'll probably take like a week off in between. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, then we can start. We'll, we'll probably try and do if we can. We don't know this for sure, but we'll probably try and do two a week if possible. Yes. Just depending on like what our schedules look like, because yes. I I have two jobs and yeah, I also play a sport yeah. and then school. And so it's just a lot. Well, you don't play a sport, but. <laughs> okay, but I have three jobs. You want to you want to compare? <laughs> I have three jobs. I'm just so kidding. Hi. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> All right. Thank you guys all so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. We hope you're so excited for the future. If you are, you should let us know yes. by going to the description, clicking that Instagram link and leaving a comment to tell us how you feel. We would love to hear from you. Um, also, while you're yes. down there, you should click on the link and go to our Patreon where there will be bonus episodes. You can see an unedited video of this episode, which is chaos. There were quite a few mistakes that I have edited out. Um, and <laughs> it is chaos. You can also see at least one bonus episode a month in the next bonus episode should be up pretty soon. So go ahead and go check that out. We would love to see you there. Alrighty. Is there anything else you need to say, Sydney? Um, we also 
want to say next week, make sure you read the rest of chapter 24 and chapter 25. And we'd also like to say thank you to our mute, uh, to the artist who created our music. His name is, um, oh no, I could only think of Elantris. His name's not Elantris. What's his name? Alesia. Thank you to Alesia for making the <laughs> intro. Before you. <laughs> what? <laughs> you forgot to do it again. Oh no! You Make sure you've read, or else you'll get. You know, <laughs> Sydney will. Even though the Vikings never did, Sydney will take advantage of the Iron Maiden. So if you don't, if you don't read, Sydney oh will gosh. use the Iron Maiden on you. All right, thank you, no, Alesia. That's awful for the use of our theme song, Windrunner Remake. That is A L E Z E I A on Spotify. We really appreciate it, and thank you to you for listening. We appreciate you being here. One thing we would love. You should send this to someone that you know that likes reading. If you know anybody, we would appreciate, even if they don't read with us, if they just want to listen to us be dumb for an hour, we would love if they were here. Um, Thank you guys all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.